What is up, everybody? Thanks for calling in to the Dynasty 411. I'm your host, Robert, along with my co-host, Jarrett. And we got a special guest today. His name is Derek from the good old boys fantasy football. Hey. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, how you doing, man? Doing all right. How are you doing, good. Derek? How are you? Oh, sorry. I'm doing, doing fantastic. <laughs> well, that's good to hear, man. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, what your podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm Derek. I'm part of the good old boys fantasy football podcast. And me and my co-host, Kevin and Alex, we do a uh, at least a once-a-week show, which uh, everything that we do is to help listeners get cash and trophies in their fantasy football uh, deals. And we've also expanded out. We've got the website rolling now, but you can uh, hit us up anywhere. You can find socials at good old boys F us. We're on the uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I uh, got the YouTube channel and the website for you, goodoldboysff.com. All right. That sounds, that sounds great, man. That sounds great. And how many how many of it is are you guys? It's it's myself, Kevin, and Alex. Okay. Uh, so. Kevin's in this league with us in that uh, Dynasty four one one brawl league. Mm. Oh really? Oh, okay. that'd be Rhodes. Oh, yep. oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah, man, that sounds good, man. I like that. So we got some podcast competition. Yeah, <laughs> That's we awesome. do. I yeah. love it. Um, there we go. Give All a... about those bragging rights, guys. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just know you guys are going down. <laughs> yeah, all the way down. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, I welcome the challenge. It, it, it's all fun and games, though. It's all, it's all sure, fun. Um, quick shout out, though, to our sponsor. That's My V Trophy, guys. If you guys have not checked out My V Trophy, you guys got to go check them out. They got the coolest website. You guys can create your own. Your own trophy, okay? We're on a bunch of leagues. We all don't. We're all not close to each other. So what do you do? You guys get yourself a trophy online, and you can design it whatever you, however you want it. And then if you guys want to even have it made, you can have it made. It's that cool, okay? So you guys gotta go check it out. That's myvtrophy.com. You guys go check out our Facebook group page. That's Dynasty Four Hundred One, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Dynasty Four Hundred One. And Jarrett, he's at Goat Rush One. We don't spell it out here; we say it. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we got a jam-packed episode for you. Um, we got we're gonna do a new thing called IMO. You're thinking, what is that? Well, it's in my opinion. All right, so we're going to go uh, roundtable here. We'll just each bring a, a my opinion, and we're just going to help you guys win your fantasy leagues. That's what it's all about. So uh, we'll let uh, Derek go ahead. You're the guest of honor. Yes, what sir. You got? Go ahead, Derek. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so this is this is one that – Looking at it in right, we've just saw Kenny Galladay get signed to the Giants, and have seen a lots of things kind of blowing up there around the socials, uh, around different things. One of the apps that uh, that I spend quite a bit of time on with the uh, called SportsMe, they uh, they've got a lot of battles and debates going on over there about uh, where Kenny Galladay's finish is, and for me. I've got Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay will not have as good of a season for fantasy as the two of the other wide receiver free agents in this class. 
those guys being Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. Mm. So you don't you don't think that he's going to have as good a season as those guys? So can he come in third? I don't. Hmm. Yeah, I could I could see him coming in uh, third, third in ranking those three. I would see him. Yeah. I would see him behind those guys. But if you're going to put me on the spot as far as a ranking goes, I'm going to say he's probably call it wide receiver 15 finish on the year. Yeah, no, no, ranking is too no ranking is is too early. So so, so even with Allen Robinson and whoever's throwing him the ball, even knowing Kenny G's quarterback, you're saying Allen, Allen Robinson is going to be all right, I'm with it. I mean, Allen Robinson's going to have – uh, go ahead. I mean, because he, he works his way to a wide receiver one, so I I, I understand why right. Kenny would have to be third because Allen Robinson is a walking wide receiver one, and Chris Godwin has the best, you know what I'm saying, opportunity because of his quarterback and them, that offense and alone. A, so. Antonio Brown might not be back. Yeah, and so that's, even, that's, that's a couple case. more targets. Yeah, that's just more targets that should have been Godwin's anyways. Cause yeah. So, but yeah, yep. I'm a big Kenny G fan, so I mean, I kind of took offense to it, but shoot, I respect it. He will come <laughs> in. Th- he will come in third because Allen Rob- Allen Robinson has proven he's proven, so he's automatically gonna be one or two. Uh, so it's, really, it's, well, it's, an, it's an interesting thought. This very well might be the best quarterback that uh, Allen Robinson yep. ever had thrown the ball. If it's uh, Andy Dalton, and that's like, sad, and that's sad to say because Andy's like 105. He ain't that old, but I, Man, you know, I yes, think yes, he is. I think Andy Dalton is, is serviceable. I don't. I mean, he's not some you know big show getter, but I think he'll be all right. I think Allen Robinson. I mean, I think he can finish in the top twelve, fifteen. I think he's going to be the only one that's going to be getting those targets. Um, you know, yeah. besides Darnell Mooney, I mean, the Bears don't really have anybody else at wide receiver. I mean, they got Cole yeah. Clement, but he's fresh off a of rookie season. Um, and then you got David Montgomery, you know, so I could, I mean, I could see all these guys being really close, um, yeah. to be yeah, honest, I, yeah. but you know, I could see, you know, Galladay, I could see it, you know, like that O line with the giants isn't the best, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to work on it. But I mean, he got paid for a reason, big bucks. So they're going to definitely be looking his way. And I mean, Sterling Shepard ain't no show getter, you yeah. know, and no, neither is Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. All right, Jared, what you got, man? Um, I was, I was thinking, thinking about this for quite some time after I, after I made a decision on this situation, and I think, I feel like, um, in my opinion, I really think that um, Pittman is really going to um surprise. A lot of people. What man? What are you doing? What do you mean? What? Why are you taking my stuff? Oh, you was gonna. <laughs> I would not know what you was gonna do. I was gonna talk about Pittman, but go ahead. <laughs> Why would you come here? Right. Oh my god! You could go ahead, Rob. You can right in, bro. I'm saying Michael Pittman is going to surprise everybody, and this dude's going to be a wide receiver one, is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Without them bringing any other free agent wide receivers, uh, T.Y. Hilton is still sitting out there. Um, We don't have anybody at tight end unless we do something drastic and bring in some wide receiver, but who is there left to sign? So, you know, this is what I'm saying. I think he's set up, and I think 
the Colts believe in him that they think, oh, we can just draft another wide receiver or, you know, maybe they bring back Zach Pascal on another, you know, deal or something. But I think Pittman is right in line to be very solid. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go for another receiver, man. Because Paris Campbell, I mean, they spent on Paris Campbell also. You know what I mean? Yeah, second round pick. Yeah, I really feel like I think they're going to have to, like, swallow the bullet and understand they have dipped in the receiver pot enough and they need to like you know what I'm saying develop the, like develop receivers now like they can't just keep reaching for them so I I really agree with you with that one with Pittman and his quarterback play what do you think Derek you know for I, I've got to agree with you I'm I'm big I'm very big on Michael Pittman I think he'll do really well but the sneakier one for me is going to be Paris Campbell in that Uh, you look at last season when he was coming in to the start of the season before that injury happened, he was really starting to see a lot of kind of uptick. Um, You look back to him coming out of Ohio state, Mm -hmm. he and Terry McLaurin both have very similar um, stats, very similar um, makeups as far as concerned. Yeah. And people do forget that. Everybody is very Everybody is very, very big on uh, on old Scary Terry in that F1, but Paris Campbell's a guy that you can get super late Man. in your draft. Yes. And, <laughs> he, and, and there's there's no reason that I could uh, – like I could very easily see Paris Campbell finishing the wide receiver two territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a dude that you took super late that, you know, that could be a difference maker for your fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anybody's really got Paris Campbell on their radar except for maybe like – in between rounds 16 to 20, you know, kind of a late round yeah. kind of throw. Yeah, I remember a couple yeah. of years ago, man, I was rooting for Paris Campbell everywhere, man. He was he was hot money when he was a rookie during the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to throw a quick question out there before we continue on. What is your guys' take? It's, this is a, I know it's a touchy subject for a lot of fantasy owners out there right now, but Deshaun Watson, I mean – there's just so much stuff coming out. I mean, people got to be panicking. And I'll tell you, um, I'll, t- I'll tell you like this, man. Like, he's going to he's gonna end up becoming real cheap because people are going to start really panicking on him. Fantasy-wise, man, I really think Watson is going to become – he's going to be a trap or he's going to be a like a real golden ticket for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. So I think as, as, the, as he keeps playing out, He's gonna. He's just gonna become cheaper and cheaper. But it's just like, I don't know. I just think I, I'm. Not, I want him more in a super flex than a single quarterback. Oh, most definitely. What do you think, Derek? Yeah. Uh, I think with that one, it's uh, it's kind of a wait and see approach for me. It's more of a you know, see how things are gonna play out and and you know go at it that way uh, because I think there's a lot that's still left to still left to be discovered and a lot of stuff that we don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's one of those that it's, it's more of a wait from wait and see for me. I'm not really going to go one way or another. I'm mm-hmm. just going to let, you know, let things play out before I make a decision on uh, mm-hmm. what that ultimately looks like. I don't know if you've seen, but there's a reporter coming out saying that, uh, or at least, uh, or maybe it's Sean's um, lawyer saying that, one of the cases, I guess, is like has signs of not being as legit, and it could possibly, you know, 
throw some of the other cases out. So I, I'm not, I don't know the total count. I think maybe it's like up to 15 to 20 cases. I, but I, I think it was 14 the last time I looked. But here's the thing. If I don't have Deshaun Watson and if I'm doing okay at quarterback or if I'm hurting at quarterback and if the owner, I would, I would go message no matter what league. I mean, if you're in Superflex, I'd go message the owner of Deshaun Watson and go gauge, go see what what's happening. Be like, hey, you know, are you how you feeling on Watson? You know, or mm-hmm. even try sending an offer. I mean, because I mean, you'll know if if it's overpay. I mean, if you can go get him on the cheap, why not? I mean, teams are still interested. So I mean, this thing I feel like is just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, you know, I I get not wanting to make a move on him. That's why I'm saying if you can get him, you know, cheap or some type of throw in deal somehow. I know mm-hmm. it's a Sean Watson, but he, it's I don't know. I would I'd be trying to go get another quarterback. I would yeah. I'd hold and if you can, but go get another quarterback. Maybe you can send that quarter send him and go get another quarterback with him. Um if somebody's got, you know, a couple extra quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I get that one. No, that was a good question, though, Robbie. So, what do you got? My opinion. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Adam Thien. And when I'm bringing up this old guy for is because I know we speak dynasty on here, but I really feel like Adam Thien is really going to sit in that like real high wide receiver two range, where you really can like if you're in any startups or it's your first time trying dynasty or whatever. You can really like be real comfortable like going for a receiver and probably two running backs and get thin kind of late because I feel like a lot of people are like not thinking about him like that. And he was a he was a wide receiver ten basically off of touchdowns this year. I think this was the most touchdowns he scored in mm-hmm. a season. But at the same time, man, it's like with Jefferson being on that other side and Cook as the running back, man, it just at his age, dude, he has like one of the easiest jobs of what he has to do. Like, he just has to keep just being himself. And I really, I'm really, i really liking him, man. Especially, like, if you have a team that's like, say you came in third or second last year in Dynasty, man, and there's a chance for you to go get him, the right, man, the right ticket, man, I'm, I'm grabbing him. That's why I'm really, in my opinion, I really think he's going to be unreal. He's going to be like a high-end, borderline, like low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. Yeah, no, I like it. I think so. I like it. Yeah, I think you could still get him out cheap with everybody being crazed about Justin Jefferson. Yeah, man. Thielen's just being thrown to the side like he's a piece of trash. I'm telling you, man, it didn't matter. When Diggs was there, Thielen still was eating. You know what I mean? And with Jefferson doing all that, Thielen still was eating. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll be interesting too to see because of the fact that they're bringing in, uh, you know, Kubiak 2.0 mm-hmm. up there to Minnesota. So the the fact that they're going to still have that run game, they've got an amazing back in Dalvin Cook. Yeah. That passing game will be open, yep. and it's not like they've got a ton of other options. You know, the the Vikings tend to run exactly. uh, really just kind of two wide receiver sets. So the fact that you've got a guy as talented as Adam Thielen there and you've got a guy now on the other side to help take some pressure away from that. Mm-hmm. I think he's a sneaky play this year. <laughs> really? uh, I, I can't agree with you more. Yeah. And 
that he's the kind of guy that you could pick up late, you know, especially redraft. You can pick him up late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynasty, you could, you know, that's a guy that if you're a win now and you, you need a piece, you could go acquire yep. more on the cheap because of the fact that he's, you know, he's hit that kind of 30 year old mark and uh, people start really trying to get younger once they hit there. That's a guy you could go out and pick up that could be a, a difference maker for your team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, man. In my opinion, I like that one. I couldn't agree more. All right, Derek, what do you got? So I've got one that every every year I kind of look at team makeups and see what wide receiver could potentially, um, you know, overtake that wide receiver one on the team as far as Mm -hmm. your fantasy points are concerned, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Put that into or frame that up a little bit, right? Two years ago, we had um, Chris Godwin overtake um, Mike Evans for Tampa Bay, right? Last year, we saw Calvin Ridley overtake Julio Jones for the fantasy points on that Falcons roster. And I've got one similar um, to that again this year. And this year, I think CeeDee Lamb outpoints Amari Cooper. Wow. I like this guy, man. (laughs) I'm a CeeDee Lamb fan, man. Yeah. Sorry, just speaking out of turn. No, you're good, dude. You're good. <laughs> I, I know how much you like CD Lamb. Yeah, you don't, no, because you're on CD. Yeah. You, you'll never be able to acquire CD Lamb off of, of Jarrett here <laughs> unless <laughs> you're giving up like your whole team. <laughs> I need a quarterback. I need a running back. <laughs> He's the golden ticket, man. He got I number like 88. It. He got number 88 in Dallas, dude. That speaks volumes for real, man. I grew up in the 90s, man. Number 88, dude, if, man. That's that's values to me. But you go ahead, yeah. Derek. Sorry, man. Well, I, no, you're good. I uh, I like it. I'm glad to glad to know I've got a, a kindred spirit there yeah, in the uh, in the love for CD Lamb. Yes. I am. Uh, I, I'm a huge Oklahoma Sooners fan. Oh, okay. And have been watching CD Lamb for many many years. And you know, watching him watching him back then, you know that he was going to be something special. The fact that he fell into this offense where they're going to pass the ball a ton, that coming back, like Amari Cooper is going to is going to still be good, but you're going to see. I think you're going to see CD outpoint him this year to the point where, you know, Amari probably finishes just outside of wide receiver one, and you see CD Lamb probably finish just inside of wide receiver mm-hmm. one, and probably somewhere in that ten, that wide receiver ten overall range. Mm-hmm is where I kind of see him, um, you know, in these kind of very early rankings and, and how I kind of have that statted out. You know, obviously that'll change as the season draws closer. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have my opinion a little more dialed in there, but that's kind of how I see this in the early going. Okay, so I got, a, so I got a, quick, a, quick, a quick question. So with that being said, are you taking Dak Prescott or are you taking Kyle Murray? Ooh. Oh, man. You you couldn't have picked a harder one for me to take. Like again, you're talking you're talking Kyler Murray, the Heisman winner out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, man, um, I, I'll just speak to what I've done okay. in the past, uh, what I did both last year and what I've been doing in startups this year. I am I am drafting Kyler over Dak Prescott. Wow. Um, and a. A lot of that has to do with the fact – now, don't get me wrong. Dak is going to have more passing mm-hmm. volume than Kyler does, 
but Tyler also is going to probably he's going to run the ball for seven or eight hundred yards, yeah, and yeah, Dak is probably. True. I don't see, I don't see Dak um, taking out of taking off near as much this year, coming off that injury, mm-hmm. especially to start. So Dak will still probably get some touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, things like that. But you're going to be probably talking about maybe three rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see Kyler probably up there six, seven, eight. Uh, rushing touchdowns, and you'll see Kyler probably get anywhere from yeah. 600 to 750 yards is kind of how I see this one playing out right mm-hmm. now. So uh, that, those running points and those rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks are bonus points, and they're almost cheat points a little bit. So I see Kyler finishing. I, I've been drafting him ahead of, of Dak. Uh, Robbie, you got, you got a little bounce off or anything? Um. Off of Kyler or Dak, um, yeah. I mean, obviously you're gonna have to pay up a little bit higher to get Dak or Kyler in this, you know, startup. Um, and I still feel like you can go acquire Dak in a, you know, a little bit more modest trade than you would if you were to go get Kyler Murray, uh, just because he came off, you know, the injury. Um, but I like them both. I think they're both gonna finish the season off really close to each other uh, when it comes down to the end of it. If anybody would have I guess more of the upper hand, I'd have to say Prescott just because of the throwing ability. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you can go either – you can't go wrong with either one um, for your fantasy team. Okay. But I, we can't forget, though, Prescott was QB1 when he was playing. I mean, he was throwing the ball everywhere. I mean, he was lining it up, getting all those points. So, yeah. if that comes to play again, oh, yeah. you know, like I said, he could be up there – a little bit higher than I think Kyler Murray could be, but I feel like they're going to be close just because Murray's got his right. running ability. Yeah. Well, and, and there's there's a lot of truth in what you say there. Um, and and to be honest, I probably have some Oklahoma bias kind of affecting my opinion on that one. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott will be a huge value in the drafts, uh, especially redrafts coming up this year. Uh, Dynasty, I, I don't think you're going to see that value drastically affected there. But if you're talking redraft, that's a guy that's probably going to be taking quarterback, I don't know, probably the seventh or eighth quarterback off the board yeah. due to that injury. And he's probably going to finish top. He's, I would, I'd be willing to bet he finishes top five, potentially even top three. Yep. So he's going to be a ton of value. Mm-hmm. And not a guy that you should sleep. Yeah, on. Man. yeah, man. I play in a, I play in this real big redraft league that I'm in, and yeah, I'm, I plan on getting Dak and Thien. That's my plan. I like it. <laughs> All right, I got. Don't forget CD. Yeah. Oh no, CD Lamb probably about first pick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I last year I had a out there. Um, running back that I thought could finish uh, top, you know, as an RB1, and that was Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. And my contingency was that if he got hurt, then obviously that wouldn't happen. Um, but when he was playing, I mean, he was he was on fire. So this year, I got another one that nobody's thinking about. I got another running back that I'm sure you can easily go acquire. Um, and I like it. But it's Mike Davis who just got signed by the Falcons. Yeah. I think Mike Davis has a serious chance to finish top twelve again, like he oh did with God. the Panthers. I feel uh, so stupid that you gave me Mike Davis for basically free, and I said no. 
<laughs> I, they, I did the biggest trade for Christian McCaffrey, and I was feeling so cocky. And Robbie was like, come get Mike Davis. And I just was like, no. Yeah. And now look. And, now, and look at what he did. After I did the trade, Mike Davis blew up. Then I started mm-hmm. begging for him. And then yeah, Robbie wouldn't give him to me more. now. And then now look at him. Now he gets a job because the Falcons – I hope the Falcons just and, don't go get a running – like, they don't don't go get a running back. You know what? They, they really need they, – they're going to need to get themselves a quarterback. Yeah. They're going to need to get somebody behind Matt Ryan. Um, I know their defense needs some help. And, then, you know, them signing Mike Davis, you know, to a two-year deal. That's big. That kind of shows that they're like, okay, you know what? We're going to roll with – with Davis this year, mm-hmm. and then we can go get ourselves a running back next year or in free agency, um, possibly. And then, you know what I mean, if they need to. So, I think he's this is a good chance for him to just go ahead and good chance to be the top of the depth chart. Um, but yeah, I, I'm into Mike Davis. What do you think of uh, Davis there, Derek? I really like the the fit for him in Atlanta. I think that they're going to be doing some really good things. Um, yeah, and and the dude balled out last year with the uh, with Chris McCaffrey not being there, and and like you said, he def he definitely earned himself a job. So I'm very interested to see how they ultimately use him. Mm-hmm. I'm very very interested to see what the Falcons are going to do in the upcoming NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a lot of things out there as far as them taking quarterback at four. I don't know them necessarily of the opinion that they take quarterback this year. Right. Just from the standpoint, Matt Ryan probably has a good three or four years left in the tank. Yeah. And if you're if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, especially that high, the, you almost have to start him uh, year one um, in today's NFL. Like the exception to that rule is, is Patrick Mahomes playing behind Alex Smith out there his first year. Mm-hmm. So, but I was kind of curious what you guys think. Uh, you know, Atlanta might be doing with that fourth pick. Um, man, I hope. Man, they would have to go. Uh, man, with yeah. that high of a pick, that that's too high, too rich to go get a running back. Yeah, I would just I do think. quarterback. Um, and you know, they. I mean, I've seen people's project projections to, that they go grab. You know, Trey Lance or somebody there. Um, like I said, I think they need help on their defense and possibly, I'm not too sure about their offensive line. I think their offensive line's okay. Um, they, I mean, it didn't help Gurley or Hill or Edo Smith, but those guys aren't that attractive anyways. But, um, you know, it's possible that maybe the Falcons, uh, they move back. Maybe they... I don't know. I really don't know. And I think they should. I think they should. Truthfully, I think they should trade up and go get Fields because I mean trade I, up from four. I mean just to just to make sure you get him. If he like, what if someone grabs him before you? But I would I would really be trying to go get Fields as I was them because I really think he could sell tickets and he can also like. I think they can. I think yeah, he's but, good. But here's the thing: the Patriots are interested in Fields. I if mean, the Falcons play right. And Fields is sitting there. Maybe the Falcons trade back to that's you know, true too. I guess over fifteen. I mean, yeah, that'd be beautiful too. Because I mean, I'm a Patriots fan all the way. So I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Because I know the Patriots are very interested in Justin Fields. I mean, that'd be a good spot for him. Yeah, I would sit lo- behind yeah. Cam Newton for a year. Yeah, I would love that. But now that I'm sitting here talking about not here, Atlanta, 
Atlanta's fan base is so like, man, I feel like they need to get somebody that can like, like bring like a, a different culture to that like arena or something. Like I think the Julio days are gone and it's like, where are they going to go from here? Like, so maybe they bring in another wide receiver. I mean, who's I going? Mean, they got Russell Gage. I mean, I think he's a good, you know, slot guy. I, I think he's actually good. I just think they just haven't um, unleashed him yet. Because mm-hmm. he was doing some. Yeah. He did. He had a couple good games when they was televised, like on like you know, what I mean, like for everybody to see. I mean, he showed he saw some glimpse. So mm-hmm. I mean. I really like him in the late round, just picking him up and, you know what I mean, sitting him there cooking and see what he does. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do want to bring up that Joe Flacco has been signed by the Eagles. Um, so it seems like that's going to be Jalen Hurts' competition and be his backup. So if you got Jalen Hurts, I mean, he good. it looks like you're <laughs> solid now. He Things is looking good. good. Um, I do want to bring up David Johnson. We had, I've been talking about him the past couple of weeks, saying that he's been a great, you know, round eight to 12 pickup, maybe even a little bit later. Um, nobody's really thinking about David Johnson. Now we had Mark Ingram, and I was like, oh, you know, that's not bad. Not bad at all. It's okay. Um, and now you have Philip Lindsay. What's your guys' take? I'm going to ask you, Derek, first. What's your take on the Phil Lindsay, Mark Ingram scenario? I think that you probably see a pure running back by committee here. Um, you've got David Johnson, who is a phenomenal pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, and, you know, Mark Ingram, I see that probably bringing him more in as a locker room kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, especially from the standpoint that Coley just came from that Ravens organization. Yeah. So. Somebody it, who believes in the system. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I, I definitely see Mark Ingram being more of a, of a locker room guy than necessarily what you're going to see as an on-field impact to it. But I think that you'll definitely see his impact felt in that locker room and, you you got to have somebody, especially in a, as a head coach, you got to have somebody in your corner that can help bring the locker room together. And I think that's where you're going to see Mark Ingram's role be. Uh, as far as how this thing is going to kind of split up, I Philip Lindsay is a really good back, and as a guy that I've got to watch for several years up here in Denver, um, that's actually where I'm out of is is Colorado. So got to watch him. Mm, okay when he played at CU got to watch him when he played for the Broncos for several years. So uh, I'm very familiar with Philip Lindsay, but the thing that with Philip Lindsay is he is a guy that is a, has to be a very efficient type of back where he has struggled in the NFL game is been when he's the guy and he's given the workload. Yeah. So, so it's one of those that, Bringing Philip Lindsay in there, I think, actually helps Philip Lindsay out to the point where he can be a change of pace kind of guy, come in, give some relief on that deal, and you're going to see him probably tick back up to the point where he's a four and a half, five yards a carry type of running back there. Yeah. You're going to let David Johnson, who has exceptional hands, is really good in pass protection, really fill that role in, mm-hmm. and then you'll have both Mark Ingram and David Johnson be able to kind of set the pace there with allowing Philip Lindsay to come in and probably touch the ball, you know, a hundred, 150 times. So I think you're going to see a pure running back by committee type Mm. of situation there. Okay. 
Okay. But David Johnson would obviously be the better third of that party. Yeah, but I I don't see I don't see David Johnson getting probably more than a you know at at most probably 150 rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. Where I think that he's going to get the the fantasy work is going to be coming from uh, his target because of the fact that he will be a checkdown type of option in an offense that has. You have not many receiving weapons, so especially with the sketchy quarterback situation, could be Taylor or even Ryan Finley behind the center. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you really on the on the outside, you've got you're going to have Randall uh, Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks and QT to try and uh, catch the ball. So I I see them doing a lot more dump down check down type of deals if Brandon Cooks is open and. That's where David Johnson will make his hay. Yeah, I was just going to mm-hmm. say, David Johnson is going to be solid with that one. That was a cool one. All right, Jared, your turn. What did you got, buddy? All right, man. Uh, I'm going receiver again, man, and I'm going uh, Mike Williams from the San Diego Chargers. And San Diego all... Chargers? They haven't been in the league for years. I mean, I'm sorry. You know <laughs> <laughs> You mean the L.A. Chargers? Yeah, man, my fault, man. Ah. The L.A. Chargers, sorry. Hey, but yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> hey, that just lets you know I'm kind of old. So, um, what I was getting at is, dude, with Justin Herbert being a, um, a quarterback, like he was quarterback nine last year, he's probably going to be a QB one again. And with Hunter Henry out the way now, and they also signed – Jared Cook, right? Am I am I right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so they, yep. okay, so they also signed Jared Cook. I'm not really worried about Jared Cook at all unless we just see a bromance with him and Justin, but I really feel like those last two games of the season last year where Mike Williams actually got to have two consistent games of like playing and being into the game and stuff like that. I say if he's in, if as long as no injury sets him back if he gets a full length of games in i really see him being a real surprising person this year like like i'm really big on mike williams this year and i really feel like it's because how how much i feel like justin is going to need two receivers to give to give the the people who pick him what they want him to do i think he's gonna have to have both of his receivers on fire because I don't see Jared Cook doing that much. I mean, Austin Eglar, can, he can do just so much. So I feel like Mike Williams is – I think he's going to get sprinkled points that people are not paying attention to, in my opinion. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like he's kind of like the next man up to be, you know, to be peppered with targets, you yeah, know, second like, behind Keenan Allen. Like, I really think this is going to be – think- this is a uh, contract year, I think, for him as well. Yeah. So that's pretty important. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this. Yeah, he'll be coming into his. Yeah, his fifth year. Yeah, I like those. The 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 interesting thing though too will be to see how that Chargers offense is going to look with the fact that they've just had that coaching change over. Uh, you're bringing in Joe uh, Joe Lombardi as the new offensive coordinator. Uh, who spent a lot of time with the Saints. So it'll be interesting to see if you see them bring a 
Saints-style offense that's more of a quick-hitting route type of deal, yeah. or if you're going to see them stick similar to what you saw last year and let you know, Justin uh, Herbert really open it up and throw the ball down the field, which he's got a, a just a phenomenal deep ball. I was going to say, I but hope if, they don't hold him back. Right, but it, if if they go more system with that one mm-hmm. and they go more like what you've seen with the Saints, mm-hmm. and they go kind of that dink and dunk and that you know the quick slants and the quick hits and just move the ball down the field, you know five six yards at a time, I I don't know that Mike Williams is going to be that great of an option there yeah. just because of how that's going to look. I think you'll see Keenan Allen have another big year, and I think you'll see Austin Eckler have yeah. another big year if. If that scenario plays mm-hmm. out, right. I hope it doesn't. Me though. neither. But I do. I, I can. I don't know. I, I think. Yeah, we gonna have to see about that one. Because Justin, I think. I think he has showed enough to at least let him sling the ball. Hopefully, they mix it together. You know, things are better mm-hmm. when you mix it. Yep. Everything tastes better when you mix it together. So. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, there, Derek. I think that's. I think that'll be you, Robbie. So. No, no, you didn't bring one. Oh, okay. He was commenting on no, you. No, no worries. I get, I got one lined up, queued up for you. Uh, uh, another one that I've been seeing is um, centered around the quarterback play, and you know, a lot of times for fantasy, we're we're very focused on the you know the top end guys, the quarterbacks that are down there, bottom half, you know, of QB two territory, don't get much look. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're playing some super flex. So <clears throat> the thought that kind of an interesting thought there is if the Broncos stick with Drew Locke, mm-hmm. he will have a better finish to this year than Daniel Jones would be a uh, thought that I have. I agree. He might have more interceptions okay. than him, too. <laughs> I agree with that one. I like that one. <laughs> I actually like that one. Lock, I, I, I like his okay. receiver. He got – he got weapons all around him, man. Drew Locke? Yes, he got weapons everywhere, man. It's just like all he got to do is like get it together. You, you think the Broncos are going to go with him if, one more time? Well, I'm just saying off of what Derek said, if he – let's just say week one he is the quarterback, mm-hmm. I agree with Derek that he's going to have a better uh, – he's going to he's gonna be better than Daniel Jones. Uh, oh, upcoming. yeah, most definitely. He's got way better receivers, Sutton – uh, Judy, yeah. Fan, of course. But I would be shocked if Denver doesn't bring another quarterback in there. I don't know. There's, I mean, they, there's they, no real – They go ahead. Uh, as you say, they might. Um, kind of the best scenario for them, I think, if they're going to go quarterback at this mm-hmm. time, is I believe Alex Smith is still out there as far as free agents goes. Mm-hmm. And that is probably going to be their best bet, bringing a guy as a bridgeier type of thing. Mm-hmm. However, I like the problem that you've got is is that Drew Drew Locke is still on his rookie contract, and when you're paying a guy two million dollars to be your starting quarterback, yes, you might as well. It's yeah, it's it's one of those that you're if you're going to mm-hmm. find out if he's going to be your guy or not. Like this is the season to do it. As much as everybody's kind of down on him. What people, what people tend to forget is that Cortland Sutton went out very early in the season with that ACL, yeah. and that Denver offense drastically changed um, with his absence there. He is back, and he is one – he is a true – Because nobody's going to pull any, mm-hmm. any defensive backs off of the other guys. No. Right. And then, and then that was one of those – I think we actually saw Jerry Judy's growth get stunted year one because of the 
Cortland Sutton not being out there. Yep. So Broncos also just signed Tim Patrick the other day, who filled in very well with uh, Portland. Mm-hmm. So they've got the receivers, they've got the uh, offensive weapons to roll. I think this, I think you'll actually see Drew Locke take a pretty good step step forward this year. Hey, if he got, if he, if I, I'm with that. If he starts Week One, because he has yeah. it, man. Let's prove it his, here. Yeah, dude, his tight end is good. He got. Two receive. He got three, basically three receivers. He has a tight end. Melvin Gordon's a solid fantasy wise. He's a solid RB two. I, I like yeah. it. I, I, and then the defense. I mean, whatever. Denver, for some reason, they play real good in their conference, their division games. So I, I like it. <laughs> um. I want to say I'm going to talk about this guy, and I feel like he's just getting tossed around like hot garbage, <laughs> and he shouldn't be. And that's Joe Mixon. Oh, um, you're talking. Think, you're talking now you're talking my language. You're talking fantasy wise. He's getting tossed around. <laughs> I think I think Joe Mixon is getting nobody's getting him any respect at all. Um, I get that he got hurt last year, um, and the offensive line was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what the Bengals are going to do with their early pick and hoping they get, um, they're able to get like Penny Sewell, get themselves oh, okay. Uh, okay. a lineman, and that would definitely help them out a lot. Um, they got the wide receivers. Um, yeah. I think if they just address the offensive line, I think Joe Mixon, and plus it didn't help, you know, even if he wasn't there, Joe Burrow wasn't there. So it was kind of. You know, I guess like a good thing. Otherwise, he might have gotten you know even more banged up. But mm-hmm. the latest thing I'll mix in is he's healthy and he's working out. Um, so I think he's in a great spot value wise to go pick him up, and he's a dual threat. Yeah, you know. Okay. What do you guys think? I like I like um I like that man. I mean, I just drafted him in a bar and then I tossed him around. So, um, yeah, I know I got it. Yeah, I know. I'm not, yeah, and he ends up with you. <laughs> um, I feel like Cincinnati, Cincinnati is going to lean on Joe Mixon, man. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon is he, his, his style of how he plays football is made for a team to lean on him and like, like make him the workhorse. It's just for some reason we haven't really got to really like enjoy him on a consistent year basis of like Joe Mixon fantasy wise. So, I really with Joe showing what he got now and with Mixon and with T Higgins like just stepping in and no matter how many targets he get he's going to get 50 yards. Man, I <laughs> I like Joe Mixon cuz they're not going to they can't stack the box on him. So now I think that that's what's going to open him up for a lot of stuff and I see them dumping that ball off to him. They have to try him dumping the ball off. He has to get his his receiving targets have to go up this year. And if they do, I agree. He will be – I will feel stupid that I traded him. Mm. <clears throat> I'm with that one. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one. Reddit, you're talking about, again, another Oklahoma guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, again, I, I've, I've seen Joe Mixon play several games all the way back through college. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that you can – that you see with Joe Mixon – is that he tends to get better as the game goes along. Okay. So he, he's a guy that you can you can give him 20-plus carries a game, and he's, tend, he's going to tend to run harder in that fourth quarter than what he was in that first quarter. And he just kind of gets better, gets stronger as that game goes along. 
outside of that injury last year. Same thing too, right? You're talking about him being able to come out of the backfield and receive. I think that that's a phenomenal fit for him. He's a great, he's a really good pass catching uh, receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you can hit him out there on the flats, get him a check down type of thing and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that both Tyler Boyd and T Higgins are there on the outside to be able to, to get the, oh, Tyler Boyd's more of a slot guy, but either way, you're able to get them out there and get those guys into space mm-hmm. to the point where it's not like two years ago uh, when Cincinnati was one of the worst teams in the league and you just saw Joe Mixon going up against seven, eight-man boxes exactly. every single game and he was still breaking runs. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so. He's, he's, a, he's a dude that will be good and he's a guy that people are – are are down on this year and for your fantasy he's a guy that could be again a difference maker mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> and i think this is a contract year for him i don't think he's he has to sign anything right since being drafted yeah no i don't think he signed anything so i mean this is this is big for him mm-hmm. what do you got derek that'll cut you off <laughs> Now you got me curious about Joe Mixon's contract. Oh. <laughs> but I thought – because I thought he signed something before this last season. You know what? Let me see. I got it. He did. He signed an extension last year. He's a free – an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, look. I mean, he's – if you can – like, this is a perfect time. If you're needing a running back and, I mean, I'm sure you could go send – um something plus a second plus maybe another guy depending on who you're sending over and you could go get Joe Mixon for sure yeah. slam dunk yeah yeah um yeah no I, I I'm a big fan of that one yeah I, I really like that take yeah Joe Mixon um a guy that I'm actually down on a little bit this year mm-hmm. is David Montgomery so he finished yeah, in PPR style formats last year. He finished, you know, running back number four on the season. Mm-hmm. And he's been, he has very much been a volume type of type of running back and been an opportunity kind of guy. And while he was more efficient last year than he was his rookie year, I don't know that you're going to see him maintain that kind of efficiency with Andy Dalton under center. If that's really is the way that they go on this one. You see, you know, you think back to two years ago when, you know, a guy we just got done talking about, Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. in that 2019 season, saw a lot more stacked boxes uh, just, you know, with Andy Dalton under center. Same thing, too, last year with the Cowboys. Once Dalton was under center, you started seeing a lot more uh, stacked boxes. And both of those guys, I, both of those running backs playing behind him didn't reach their full potential, I didn't think, in my opinion. So, that's that's one that I'm I'm a guy that I'm looking to to move back on him. Now he's still got value for fantasy, but I don't think that his value is going to be where people are going to end up drafting him or end up valuing him uh going into the season. Yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like all uh-huh. go ahead, Robbie. No, I was gonna say, yeah, no, I agree. I like that one. We got Jared. Um, this next person, I just don't laugh. I the next person I got is uh, I like Jeff Wilson, man, and I'm liking Jeff Wilson because um, first of all, 
My name is Jeff. R- Raheem Mustard. <laughs> Raheem Mustard is not – I mean, I don't think he's going to be no workhorse. I think that's going to be uh, – I think they're going to be trying to feed both of these guys the ball. And I really feel like Jeff has not got the taste of consist- like consistently being in the game consistently like when Jeff comes in he comes in because someone has got injured and he has big games like he has real surprising games to me and in my opinion I really feel like with him getting enough of the workload I think he's going to be producing real good yards carrying I think he's going to be at least averaging at least four yards a carry and I might be over exaggerating but I really think big Jeff is going to be coming to like show what he's talking about this year. I really like Jeff Wilson coming into this year because I think he never got this much. I don't think he got this much playing time that he's going to receive this year. year. What do you think, Derek? So I said I had a – I had the take that I'm going to tell you, and my opinion hasn't changed on it from last year. But going into this season, I don't know that – the San Francisco 49ers backfield is one that I necessarily want to piece up, right? Like you sit there and you think about a lot of other teams, like, you know, you want to just get a piece of that offense, whether that's the running back room or the wide receiver room or, or what that looks like mm-hmm. because of the fact that there's a lot of value in, in that. The way that Kyle Shanahan runs these guys, it's, so much of a running back by committee, and not only that, but he rides the hot hand. So, and, and he rides the hot hand on who's in the game. So it could be one of those that Raheem Mostert trots out there and starts on the on the week, but you see Jeff Wilson get 15, 16 carries, mm-hmm. um, and you just don't know what to do fantasy wise with that. Same thing too. You could see Jeff Wilson roll out there and get the start, but. Raheem Mostert has a hot hand on that one and Mm -hmm. he gets 15 carries and you see Jeff Wilson get six or seven. Kind of like New England. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot like, a lot like it always. It's one of those that always kind of just scares me off a little bit of those Uh, talent wise. I think Jeff Wilson's a very talented guy. Same thing with Raheem Mostert. I think both of those guys are really, really good, but I just don't know for fantasy purposes Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be, um, I'm going to trust the, the fact that I'm going to be able to start them week in, week out, or really know, or really trust when, um, trust the fact that I'll know when to start each exactly. guy if both are right. healthy. I just, I'm really excited to see Jeff Wilson get 10 carries. I would like to really see on a consistent basis, I would like, really like to see what does he do with it. Because I think that's like, I, yeah. he's 25 years old. I like his age and I like the opportunity. Yeah. And I don't think you're out of line saying that he's going to get four plus yards of carry. I mean, that's through his first, he's played in the league three years and two of those seasons, he averaged over four yards of carry. So I, I very much see that in his wheelhouse and being able to do. Yeah. I just, yeah, I like Jeff. Um, I got two guys here. Um, one, one guy is completely rostered. Um, DJ Chark. I think not a lot of people are talking about him. Hmm. Um, I really liked him back in 2019. This last year, had really high hopes for him. It didn't really turn out too well. I actually ended up trading him off in a lot of leagues, um, and 
now that he's, you know, it's not set in stone, but it's projected that, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jaguars. I think Chark is in a great spot to excel. And they signed Marvin Jones. I'm not scared of Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, he's good. Um, don't get me wrong. He stepped up when Galladay was gone. Um, but DJ Chark, I still think um, it's his time to shine, you know. I like him. Um, and then also uh, Quez, Walk, or Quez Cephas um, with the Lions wide receiver rookie. Mm-hmm. Galladay, you have Marvin Jones gone. I mean, the wide receiver spot is wide open um, for him to just kind of go up to the top. Now, I don't see why they wouldn't bring in somebody, but let me sh- let me tell you this. You know, weeks 9 through 17 – Let's see, one, three, five, seven. He missed seven targets um, between weeks nine and 17. You know, add the rest of that. I mean, he's he's really good at He's got great catch ability is all I'm saying. So I think him and Jared Goff, um, I think Quez Watkins, Quez Cephas I think has an, a great opportunity, and I think you can go get him on cheap. You know, be like, hey, yo, I'll send you a second round pick, you know, for this guy. And, you know, lo and behold, I mean, he's the wide receiver one. Um, Yeah, he had 35 targets, caught 20 of them for 349 yards and two touchdowns. But his targets were at 10 yards. And here's where his YPC was, 17.45. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's definitely getting down the field before he's getting tackled. I like that. I like his opportunity, yeah. and you're right. You can't. That's and you're right. Saying. You can't. Really you can't go. People give you. People almost laugh at you because they're like, "Oh, you want this guy for a second round? Yeah, let me get okay." You know, and the whole time. Yeah, because they'll go looking back. Oh, this guy didn't even mm-hmm. do anything. Not knowing that, you know, maybe they know, but the two wide receivers there are you gone. Go. You know, then that just goes for T.J. Hawkins. Yeah, that guy, man, big oh opportunity. God. I mean, I don't know if you guys forgot, but Jared Goff and Tyler Higby, yeah. when Gerald Everett was out for those, what, yeah, five they went weeks? Crazy. Higby was a wide receiver tied in one. Well, in that same season, Gerald Everett, before he got hurt, he was he was blowing the doors off, off as well. Yeah. So Jared Goff's a guy that likes to, likes to find yeah. a big tight end. So I'm, I'm liking that Hawkinson call. A uh, question for you guys, though. I – you mentioned the Marvin Jones to Jacksonville. That was one of those that when I saw that signing happen, that was a kind of a head scratcher for yeah. me. It was, it was one of those that, uh, you know, they, they basically signed you know, an older version of DJ Chark, a guy that's going to get the, get the, get down the field, catch the ball and you know, has the ability to, to really take one to the house. But this could be a locker room signing. I mean, you got a bunch of young okay. wide receivers bring in a veteran wide receiver. I mean, who can still get it done if it's need be. Um, but, you know, you have him in there with these other guys and can show them, you know, how to get it done, I guess. Yeah. I like young quarterback. I mean, could be a good. Setup. Yeah. I was, I mean, I feel like Derek on that one, I was kind of lost with that signing of him. Like, I just like, when I seen that, I just laughed. Like, okay, I guess he needed a job. So that's how I took that one. I 
Yeah, I would have thought that they would have uh, focused on like a possession type of wide receiver. Exactly. So it's interesting that they got another right. deep threat kind of guy. That to right, play so they must plan on throwing the ball far. Right. Well, they seen what Lawrence can do. Mm. I mean, could be a nice setup. Chark one side, Jones on the other, and you have Chenault, you know, tearing up the middle. Yeah. And then you got Robinson punching it up the gut. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good recipe when you draw it up like that. Yeah. <laughs> I should go be a coach. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Actually, I've I've got another in in my oh, opinion yeah. for you. Guy, guy, we were just talking about that. James Robinson will have a significant fall off year two. Hey, hey, Derek. Let me, let me, let me give you my reason. Yeah. I, so don't get me wrong. I was very, very big on James Robinson. One of those that I was actually picking him up before uh, in a lot of leagues before you saw um, them cut Leonard Fournette. Right, like he's a guy that out of Illinois State. They ran the offense through him. But the reason that I think he'll have a bit of a slide back this year has to do with what I saw him do at Illinois State and what the statistics and the analytics say there. So when looking at at that, Urban Meyer is a guy that has made his hay off of a run-pass option type of offense, and I think that's what you're going to see them – do when uh, when they bring in you're most likely Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so you're going to see a run pass to option type of offense, and that was not a system that James Robinson flourished in when he was in college. Now that could change there a little bit, but I see that being a bit of a um, a downturn for for him just based off of the scheme and how that's going to going to look and work. You can hear me, bro? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we Dang, I thought you. I was gone. Uh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> That's no, sick. no, I'm no, you're in here. Like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, sorry, Derek. Say, say that one last part again there, Derek. I apologize. No worries. Where where did you, where'd you miss me at? Like the last like portion of what you said. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Urban Meyer coming in, going to run that run past the right. option. Right, Trevor Lawrence is, is going to run that. But what you saw from James Robinson when he was in college was not mm. – he, he wasn't super effective at run-pass options mm. at Illinois State when he was there. The fact that they also brought in a guy like you – know, Carlos Hyde doesn't necessarily scare me as far as what that's going to do for James Robinson. But yep. for fantasy last year, part of the reason James Robinson was so – good for fantasy yeah. is he had over 90% of all the touches and carries going on mm-hmm. down there in Jacksonville. I've... Jacksonville threw the ball a ton. Uh, they, they were over a 60% past the 40% uh, and under a 40% run ratio. I don't, I don't remember the exact number, mm-hmm. but they had an extremely high pass to run ratio on that to the point where, yeah, if, if they keep a similar set up like that, which I see them doing because of the fact that they're going to be down in games and they're going to be down a lot in games. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to throw the ball to come back and they're going to run, they're going to run a run pass option to begin with. Carlos Hyde coming in to affect some touches. I don't, I don't think you're going to see James Robinson get the, sim, the similar type of workload. You'll see a decreased workload on that, yeah. which will 
drastically affects where he finishes for fantasy. I could still see him getting, you know, 16, 18 carries. It might not be the 20, 25 carries that we were used to um, of him getting, but I still think he can still be a very serviceable, you know, running back, you know, finish maybe top 12 um, and still be somebody who can be a flex guy for you. And I don't know. I, I like with Carlos Hyde, I I think that's just another kind of veteran kind of thing where, you know, Hyde used to play for Urban Meyer. He knows a system that he could show um, and teach up James Robinson. And at the same time, I don't know, why would you pay a bunch of money to have a running back come be your, your starter if you got, um, which I know you're not saying starter, um, and just you know taking carries away, so I can see carries taken away, but I don't. I yeah, yeah he, maybe he, yeah, he dropped down yeah, he a little because he finished yeah, what he was RB like a low seven, end RB six. Sure. Yep. So I mean, I so take away you know five carries a game, you know, like I said, RB twelve. <laughs> I mean, I could still see him being yeah, really. I could see, yeah, good I could for see you, but maybe not be your RB one. So that so that would be a that that would kind of be a yeah most definitely that would be a drop for sure yeah I can I can take that Derek yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I just I was I was just kind of doing some some quick math there on that guy and so for instance right like you're saying that he's gonna lose four to five carries a game to Carlos Hyde that's mm-hmm. gonna put him averaging twelve thirteen carries a game on that thing. That offensive line still isn't great. So say that he only averages just over four yards a clip, which is actually still pretty darn good efficiency. Uh, he's going to be a guy mm-hmm. that's only going to get maybe about 900 yards in that scenario mm-hmm. on the season. And so that's, that is a pretty big downturn mm-hmm. from what we just saw in this past year. True. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see he only had a couple games where he actually touched the ball 20 25 times so maybe let's say um you know mm-hmm. some of the games where he only touched the ball 70 percent of the time uh let's say that's his average i mean 16 20 points a game if you you know you're averaging it out yeah. i mean that's not bad that's still flex worthy material uh but it it's not yeah. your 30 yeah. 27 34 28 points a game that you would you know be wanting but um yeah. No, I, I still believe in him, but yeah, I can still see yeah, a little bit of a drop off for him. Oh, uh, I mean I, I got one more guy. Yeah, anything else, uh, Jared? Man, I'm um it, it's gonna be Juju, man. I feel in my opinion, man, I really feel like Juju's gonna be I think Juju's gonna he's gonna do the dude, I think, this year. I think he's actually going to uh bring back <laughs> his fantasy royalties that he has. Yeah, and it, with Ben, he's got with to. truly having been through year. training camp, whatever is going to be training camp, and coming in like confident with him in that situation, and with also with Claypool and Johnson being out there with him, I think Juju is gonna he's gonna be good this year because I I don't think he does well when he's like the only guy. You know what I mean? I think he does better when there's multiple weapons out there. And now it's like, yeah, it's with the receivers, but as long as Pittsburgh mm-hmm. figure out that McFarland needs to be their running back, I think they'll, I think they'll be, I think they'll be good. 
And I'm I'm seeing Juju. I'm I'm liking Juju coming into this year, man. I'm liking him a lot. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I think Juju is going to be you know come in as the wide receiver two there on the team. Um, I mean he's got a he's got a I, I guess he turned down money from the Chiefs, which I think is crazy. I guess it's like the second guy to turn down money from the Chiefs. Like, what's going on with the Chiefs? Why would you go play for Mahomes? But uh, um, no, I I just acquired Juju in a trade, and yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited about it, and you know I. If you can go get Juju, I mean, I you know, some of the times I make these moves just just to make some moves, make my team fluid, and because I'm an addict to trading. Um, but, no, I, I like Juju this year. I think he's a good guy to go out and get. And I think if, you know, you're in a redraft league, I still think you can go find him probably, you know, rounds 8 through 12, yeah, maybe I 6 can almost see, I, I through can 10, almost maybe. I can almost see this being um, like a – uh... Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore type situation where, uh, you know, like DJ Moore got picked before Robbie Anderson, but Robbie Anderson was solid. You know what I mean? I think Juju's going to be – I think he's going to give us another episode of that. That's what I'm seeing. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to bring one last one, and it's because I'm a home fan. Carson Wentz, y'all. <clears throat> Everybody is not – I don't know if people – I think people are starting to get a little bit on the hype of Carson Wentz. Maybe not. There's not a whole lot of hype train out there on Carson Wentz. But I have <laughs> been acquiring Carson Wentz. I have him what do you think? every What league. do you think he's going to be? He's my starter. Like, you think he's going to be a, um, a quarterback? I one? have the – yeah. I really, I really think he's going to be <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Let me get a drink of water. I really think he's going to be a quarterback one. Um, he's getting back with Frank Reich, his old offensive coordinator. I think the whole problem there with uh, Philly was Philly's not people nice. were just not They're being mean. nice. Let's just put it that way. And and so Wentz was all like, you know, you guys brought in this guy. Come on, guys, put me out there. You know. <laughs> Plus, you know, I think why he was he had no help at wide receiver. I mean, he had Jalen Rager, but. And you had Zach Ertz, who's getting old. Um, the offensive line wasn't the best. Um, Miles Sanders couldn't always get it going. Um, I mean, he had some good games. But, you know, I think Carson Wentz has a real good chance to be a quarterback one. Um, and especially in a super flex league, I'm definitely interested in acquiring him. I mean, I got a lot of Wentz, okay. Pittman, okay. Wentz, Jonathan Taylor stacks. That's all I got to say. <laughs> what do you think, I'm Derek? fully invested. If that says anything. Yeah. I I like it. Um, you look at last year, right? You brought up Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was two rushing two rushes away from being outside mm. of running back two last year, right? He broke off a seventy five yarder and an eighty yarder, and in both of those games, he you know, had barely scratched the surface. So you throw those two out of there, he finishes in running back three territory. Yeah, uh, Jalen Rager was a guy that. Again, I think also had similar problems like Jerry Judy had last year where he just wasn't able to get things going and he was expected to be kind of the guy and wasn't necessarily able to be the guy, right? Like those wide receivers need a little bit of something to to allow them to come into their own in the league. And they, they didn't have a good offensive line. 
Zach Ertz was hurt. Dallas Goddard was hurt. Alshon Jeffrey was hurt. Deshaun Jackson was hurt. Like, you name it. Carson Wentz did not have mm-hmm. really any any options when it came to weapons around him. And the fact that he's going yeah, to he did. Frank Wright, who he had a lot of success for when he was the offensive coordinator for mm-hmm. Philadelphia, right? Like, Philadelphia and Car- Carson Wentz and Frank Wright, when those two were paired together, Carson yeah, Wentz his, was, yeah, his fantasy was the front was runner for MVP before he got hurt right before the end of the season. Cup- right. So you look at the fact that he now has two very good receiving options mm-hmm. with both Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman, two guys we talked about earlier in the show. And and they've got a great the running league. game yeah. and one of the best offensive lines in the uh, in the NFL. Like this, I, I see very, very good things for Carson Wentz. And I see a yeah. – with Carson, I see a guy that's going to be tremendously underdrafted and a mm-hmm. lot of value for the yeah. team. So if you're, you know, if you're playing redraft, draft them late and see what happens. Right, take a dart throw as a second quarterback in, right, uh, you know, in probably that third quarterback run type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're talking dynasty, go out there and get him. You can get him cheap right now. Uh, although the value has, I've noticed has start to come up a little bit, but he's still a guy that you can get nowhere near what I think he's going to finish. I think you see Carson Wentz have a big bounce back year this year. I love the take. Thank you. I'm in it. So, if you guys are in the with me, you guys ain't getting Carson Wentz. Wentz, Sorry. (laughs) No, just for uh... That's cool. Actually, one of of my co-hosts is is right there with you, Robbie, where he, you know, he, he goes out and gets Carson everywhere he can, drafts him everywhere he can. And has been that way ever since Carson was a rookie. He believes in him as well, so he may have rubbed off on me a little bit on my take mm-hmm. there. But uh, no, I'm, I like your take. I like it. I appreciate it. Um, um, you guys got any last last thoughts no. before we close out? No, that was a great show, though, man. Hey, Derek, I really appreciate you coming through, man, and helping us out and giving us more of a, you know, what I mean, overlook of how the good boys run over there, man. The good old boys. Yeah, I, I, I very much appreciate That's you guys true. having me on. This was a blast. I, I had a ton of fun. Uh, you guys definitely know your, you guys definitely know your stuff. I appreciate and that. When it comes what? to dynasty, like I, I learned some stuff talking talking with you guys today as well. And that's one of the. That's one of the, mm-hmm. the things I very much enjoy going through these conversations, getting the chance to learn. From hey, others. for sure, man. So I appreciate Welcome back anytime, man. You guys are going to take now. that L, though. I'm just going uh, to pass that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll definitely get um, – we'll have to definitely get you and your co-hosts on. Um, and we'll have to get Jason on here with us. We'll have to do a kind of like a mass kind of like podcast of maybe we could do <clears throat> do like rookies – um once the rookies get drafted here in a couple weeks we'll put something together um but yeah definitely you're definitely welcome to come back anytime uh shout out to our sponsor once again that's myvtrophy.com guys go check it out go check out our facebook group page dynasty 401 follow me on twitter at the dynasty 401 where are you at again Derek? Uh, you can find our show page. We are at Good Old Boys F F G O O D O L D B O Y S F F. 
Uh, website's the same thing, goodoldboysff.com. You can find us either one of that, uh, either one of those places. Right on, guys. Well, as always, hope you guys have a good rest mm-hmm. of your week and keep yeah, making that, that team call. fluid. Yeah, and if you guys call. got any questions, definitely hit us up and make yeah. that call. We're here to help you out. Dynasty 401.